Welcome to the Great American Collectibles Show, heard Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. Eastern on PSA.com and the PSA Facebook page. The Great American Collectibles Show is brought to you by PSA and the National Sports Collectors Convention. Tonight's headlines are brought to you by Sports Collectors Daily. For all of your hobby news, features, and more, visit sportscollectorsdaily.com. And now, your hosts, Tom Zappala and John Mallory. J.M., how you doing, my What's man? What's up, buddy? How's it going? Good, good, good. I'm, uh, I'm in Florida. Yeah, you're gone now till what? Uh, July, right? No, mid-April. Oh, that's I know too you, bad. I know you. I know you would like wishful, to wishful thinking. <laughs> right. that, that's that's all right. But okay, well, listen. What, what's what's the temperature there right now? Uh, it's a lot. It's about it's a nice warm thirty-eight or something Very like nice. that. Yeah, it's nice in studio though. It's 25 here in southern Florida. Celsius, right? Yeah. 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 No, it's, it's actually pretty good. Right, listen, we have a great show. Welcome, everyone. Tom Zappala, uh, my co-host, Johnny Mallory. Uh, welcome to the Great American Collectible Show. You know, don't forget to subscribe, like, and share the show with your friends. You can watch us on Facebook, YouTube, uh, anywhere you listen or watch your favorite podcast, Podbean, Alexa, whatever, all that stuff. Uh, you can make comments when you're watching the show. And uh, if you have any questions directly, you can email me at zap, Z-A-P-S-R, senior, zap, senior, at hotmail.com. All right. Before we bring in our first guest, uh, Paul Borges from PB Collectibles. And then Paul's going to be followed with our guest host, Big Mike, Mike Provenzal from Heritage Auctions, our headlines. This one, this one John, makes me sad. Really? Well, it's because I, I did put a bid in on it, but I was I was I was light by about one hundred and fifty thousand. Oh, that's it. Oh, yeah. man. Uh, a scored program from the first game of the first modern World Series in 1903 sold for a record one hundred and seventy one thousand four hundred and eighty four dollars in memory lanes. Winter rarities auction. Huh. One of only a small number of known surviving examples from the entire series, the program's original owner chronicled the 7-3 Pittsburgh Pirates victory over Cy Young and the Boston Americans at the Huntington Avenue grounds in Boston on October 1st, 1903. In the entire auction, over 1,800 lots are offered and generated sales of $6.7 million. For more information, you can go to sportscollectorsdaily.com, our good friend, Rich Miller does a great job, and the staff at sportscollectorsdaily.com. Real quickly, the backstory is, you know, I, I uh, in one of those auctions, I was able to secure uh, every Red Sox, Red Sox, every Boston program from every year from 1901 to last year. Right. But they kept telling me, you got to bid on this one. You got to bid on this one. <laughs> so what are you guys, nuts? <laughs> $171,000 for that. And I well, want to ask Mike Prov uh, his, uh, his, his opinion on, uh, on some type of the, some, some of this memorabilia. But let's bring in Paul right now. Paul Borges from PB Collectibles uh, in Newport. You know something? If, if he's got a store in Newport, Rhode Island, it's got to be kind of a swanky store, wouldn't you think, J.M.? I think we need to visit there in the spring or summer, too. Hey, Paul, how you doing? Good. How are you guys? Thanks good. for having me on. You had a good Christmas, a busy Christmas? Very good. Very good. Um, a nice little holiday season here. 
so you get a little bit of a push at Christmas time for sure. Uh, but our business primarily is like in Newport tourist uh, is summer. Once May, late April hits till first part of September, we're really busy. You know, Paul, the interesting thing about, uh, you know, you come on as a monthly, once a month sponsor, not even, you know, whenever, whenever you want. But point being is that, you know, you're, you're one of these, these stores that appeals to everyone. You know what I mean? You're not an $8 million, $10 million auction house. You know what yeah. I mean? People walk in, you've got a great product, you've got a great reputation, and you communicate with people. You know? It's funny. It's funny that you say that. Um, I remember when we opened up, when I opened up the shop, everybody said, oh, you're crazy, Paul. You're crazy. Uh, brick and mortar is dead. And uh, this little shop, it's been uh, it's been so much fun and so much stuff has walked in and out of here. Uh, it's it, it's been crazy. It's been crazy. There's um, nothing yeah. like. Um you know, going into a, a collectible store and having that kind of one-on-one Absolutely. back and forth with the customer. And we see that at shows, you know, and it, and obviously we deal a lot with auction houses and they do a great job with some great items like Mike oh. that's going to be on later in the show. But that has to be still a special thing. I remember, you know, in, in the, the boon, we'll call it, back in the early 90s, just where I lived, which is about 30 miles north of Boston, literally there were like eight or nine card stores within like literally a 10, 15 mile radius. No There's like one guy left, our buddy, Chris, uh, zap, you know? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. um, so I just talk a little bit about the retail business, uh, Paul, a little bit, generally speaking and, and what that back and forth and that great personal exchange is like for you down there. Well, it, it, uh, it's been really good. I, I will say that the shop uh, where I rent my shop is right across from St. Mary's Church where JFK got married, okay. which helps yep. direction. So right. people always can relate to the church. Um, and also the place used to be a barber shop. So it was a place that people congregated to before and would talk, you know. So um, from a retail side, it's just really interesting. I always thought that Newport would have this vibe of that I would get the collections to come in uh, from from Newport and those surrounding air in the surrounding area. So I've been very fortunate uh, to get some my hands on a lot of nice pieces uh, throughout the four years that we have been here. I, you know, I've, Paul, you have you have. I'm looking at some of the highlights, and these, you know, the, some of the cards that you have are right up, uh, right in the wheelhouse of the average collector. Uh, you've got a 1922 uh, exhibit, Babe Ruth, PSA right. ones. It's right here. A, yeah, 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 right. That's what I'm saying. You've, you've got a 48 Bowman uh, Barra rookie card, PSA six, a very mm-hmm. affordable card. You have a classic 51 Bowman mantle rookie card, PSA one. Those are the types of cards that people can afford. The Absolutely. average collector, you know, I mean, a lot of, you know, and with all due respect, because I know Mike is with, you know, Heritage is the best of the best. Yes. Um, a lot of people can't afford a, 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 a PSA, a, a 1951 Bowman PSA 8 Mickey Mantle totally. or a 6 I, Mickey Mantle, you know. So everybody has a niche. Do you have a lot of regulars, Paul? Yes, we do. Uh, I have a lot of people that call on us uh, to see what's new, what's might have come in and so forth. And f- to, to your point, I like the mid-grade stuff, maybe a little bit lower for Hall of Famers, because like you just said, people can afford it. They can come in and they can spend the money on it. 
Uh, I just picked up recently, I, I told you that I teach a couple of classes over at Salve Regina. A former student came in with a notebook, and in that notebook were some uh, the 1922 Ruth, a wow. 39, a 39 yeah, that's very cool stuff. Williams. Wow, you know, so like yeah. stuff does tend to in in the mantle. The 51 Bowman Mantle came in a collection from an eight year old man that was recommended. Uh, a friend of mine recommended the shop, and he walked in with four 51 Mantles, three 54 Aaron's. Uh, it was just an amazing collection of stuff and it was lower grade. Therefore, you know, you're able to move it a little bit easier for me. That's, that's the whole, that's the whole key. Uh, before we let you go this summer, uh, we're going to plan on Petroselli. My, you know, I'm going to kill two birds with one, one stone. My daughter, my grandson and my uh, son-in-law live down there and uh, we'll bring uh, Rico and uh, we'll go down. JM, you can come with us. I'm you in. Know, Rico. Rico can do a signing. Maybe we'll do the show from there. We'll have some fun. It would be great. I would love that. And we'll, I'll take it for you guys out for a nice dinner down here in Newport. Uh, it's a beautiful place, obviously, to visit. Oh, Newport's a great town. All, we, can bring great some, town. we can bring some books out and sign those, too. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a great town. Uh, always love Newport. Always love Newport. Absolutely. Uh, what's your uh, website address, Paul? It's, it's pbcollectibles.com. Uh, again, for our viewers and listeners, this is, again, this is the type of, of card shop that exists all over America. Yep. And that's why we brought Paul on because, you know, he, again, he, perfect, perfect setup for the average collector. Paul, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you down the road. Thank you so much. And thanks for having me on. Nice thanks to for being you. with us, Paul. Take, Take care. care. Paul Boyd is PB Collectibles. JMI, good guy. You know, that's what that's he's what got it's some all about. great uh, autographed uh, baseballs to Zap. Uh, he said just recently, like this past fall, he said he picked up uh, some uh, Ken, Ken, Ken Griffey Jr., Jeter, Mantle, Musial. So, I mean, if you're down in that area, and he's right, you know, obviously when the weather gets nicer, which hopefully, you know, next couple months up these parts, um, there's a lot of tourists down there, and you have to put that on your list to check out. Great if you're a town. Fan. Great town. Yeah. Great place right, to let's, go. Uh, let, let's bring in our guest host. Uh, this guy's one of our favorites. You know why? Because he understands that we're like, we're not, we're not quite right. Uh, so on board with us right now is Mike Provencal from Heritage Auctions. Michael, how are you, buddy? Doing great. Great to see you guys. How are you today? Good. What's Mike, up, have, you ever been to, have you ever been to uh, Newport? I have not. I've never been to Rhode Island. Oh, uh, great. It's a great, great, great. There's uh, a lot of spots on that uh, East Coast that I've still got to hit, and that's definitely on the list. Yeah, I know. It's a, it's a, it's a nice, nice state. Very small, but yep. some great beaches. Uh, Narragansett. Uh, Providence, yeah. Providence is a fun town. Too. Yeah, great, uh, yeah. great Italian food up on Federal Hill. Federal Hill, but yeah, Newport, uh, Newport got, is a de- yeah, Newport's a destination spot, prof. In the in the spring and summer up here, no doubt. Ten- by sport, the way, the uh, tennis uh, yeah. tennis Hall of Fame is there too. If you're a tennis fan, oh yeah, but all the mansions. I mean, well, the, yeah, the, all, well, like is know, that the- now those mansions? Are they comparable to the condo you're about to sell? <laughs> Sounds in like Florida, or I mean, because <laughs> I was just wondering, well, his, and why his, couldn't his, and why couldn't you get that program? Because after you sell well, this condo, his, you should be able to buy like nine of those, right? Well, here's the difference between this condo and the mansions. I'm throwing in the furniture. <laughs> <laughs> he was go for those of you listening and watching. I'll he was just stop. going off Would before the show. Stop? I'm going to sell this condo. I'm going to make so much money on this condo. I'm still paying Malori what I've been paying him five years. 
years ago, but I'm going to make so much money. You know, See, Tom, Tom is new money, which is usually yeah, so right. good. We, we saw a great display of that before we started. Right. No, see, that's not true because I'm a vintage guy. I'm a vintage guy. Yeah, you're a vintage guy, all right? Because you're like 80 years old. That's why you're vintage. Pro, uh, let's get into uh, the auction. Obviously, uh, the 26th, 27th of January, the card auction. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, another great selection of cards, I'd say, and uh, wax. We've got some great tickets in there as well. Um, the thing I'm really excited about is there's some amazing signed vintage cards in there, which we've talked about a few times. That's an area of the industry that's really been moving up. Uh, there's an autographed 52 Tops mantle. Uh, and one I really like, the autographed 52 Tops Jackie Robinson, which is a beautiful example um, and a Bill Russell rookie that's autographed. There's some really uh, rare autographed vintage cards in there. So if you've been thinking about jumping into that market, uh, this is a good auction for that and Prof. some incredible wax. Prof, why did, oh, sorry, Zach. I was going to no, say, no, go ahead, we've Jimmy. talked about that with, uh, with Tom Ruggie on the show a lot, Zach, right. about the autograph card. Why do you think autograph cards now are on the rise? We've talked I about mean, many times happened? that in the past it was kind of – Verboten, right. actually, but why do you think there's been a rise in that? Um, in my opinion, you know, in the last couple of years, we've had so many new people come into the industry. Yep. And people that had been out of it for years or even decades come back in. So I think a lot of those areas that seasoned veteran collectors thought were off limits, these new people, they just want to collect whatever they think is cool and they don't care what the norms are. And maybe a lot of these people who are kind of savvy thought this is an underappreciated area of the market and, you know, a lot of the money isn't going towards it so they can find things they like. And, you know, especially if these people who've been paying back in because of the modern side, almost every modern card is signed. So it makes sense. What's wrong with having a vintage card signed? And they're incredibly rare in most cases. So uh, definitely a bragging aspect if you get a good one. Mike, let me uh, just to stay in that point for a minute. I, I, I in the last six months, <clears throat> I've purchased a couple. Is using the like a 52 mantle of uh, tops card signed is there a difference in the value of that card if it was signed in shoppy in 1968 or 70 well he died in 60 uh, he died in 80 whatever signed in shoppy versus signed in pen in 1952 i think people are always going to lean towards the pen for the vintage it just <clears throat> adds to the aesthetics um, obviously Sharpies became far more popular later and easier to come by. So many autograph collectors still to this day always have one on them. Um, but you know, that pen look, which that 52 tops mantle and Jackie Robinson are both in ballpoint, uh, just looks great on the vintage card. So I think that'll always be the most popular, but you know, it's something that now in this industry, it depends on the collector. There are so many more collectors in our group now so many new people and a lot of them it's what they like they you know they don't care what the industry norms have been uh it's whatever appeals to them and that's an exciting new part of the industry and some of these things like you talked about the that program incredible piece incredible item programs magazines tickets things like that that were afterthoughts for a long time in the industry those have been surging. And yeah, I mean, that's amazing. I, I agree with you. I mean, I, I've gotten because of discussions actually with Derek 
and Joe Orlando and uh, JP and uh, and Joe Tomasulo, I've kind of switched gears to memorabilia. And I've, I, I find it really cool stuff. I mean, I'm not into the signed bats because there's no place I can't display that. My wife will use them. <laughs> She'll hit me with them. But, Condo's too big. So they yeah, I mean, some, right nice, some nice signed cards, some documents, some contracts, old contracts, things like that. I find it really, really cool. And with, you know, PSA slabbing, photos pro you know you can get programs and uh magazines slab now by cgc it's a nice crossover of memorabilia and cards there's population reports you can evaluate the strength of the condition uh that's definitely helped with tickets uh the advancements in the population report which i'll say three years ago was lacking and very hard to read now it's up to date uh, you know, and those are cool things that uh, were in the venue, in the arena. If you're talking about a ticket stub or a program, I love that that 1903 World Series program was scored during the game. Yeah. You know, you could say, well, that hurts the condition. But in my opinion, and I'm sure in some collector's opinion, that's a piece of the history. Somebody sitting there oh, in their seat, absolutely. keeping track of the game. I love that. Absolutely. Uh, let me ask you a question. You have so many great, I, I, you know, like, talk about a sports team that's deep. They have a deep bench. This is a deep auction. Like you go on the, go to ha.com and you go to the auction. You can go to like page 15, 16. You're still finding great, great collectibles. I'm always interested in the sources. You have a lot of Cobbs, Matthewson, Robinson, Mesa. I mean, a, a plethora of names. Uh, you know, one big source for this, various customers. Where did these come from? So there's over a thousand items in the auction, yep. but there's over 300 consigners. Wow. So it comes okay. from yep. a lot of sources, Yep. Uh, especially for the card only auctions. We uh, pay a lot of attention not to having duplicates, same cards, same grades. So yep. a lot of times when we get collections, we end up spreading them out over a few auctions to make sure they aren't competing with similar items. But that, like you said, we have stuff for every level of collector. No you doubt. Open by saying, you know, not everyone. There's only a handful of people who can buy a high grade 51 Bowman mantle, but we have lower grades too. whatever level you collect at. We've got a good price point for you. So that's what helps us bring in collectors of all levels. Uh, you know, a lot of times when I go to shows, I still run into people who say, oh, I didn't realize Heritage sold items under $10,000. We do have plenty of items. You've got stuff there for 200 bucks, 400 bucks, 500 But yeah, yeah there's exactly. a lot of neat stuff there. No doubt. That's my, pre- that's my price range. Right? There you go. <laughs> that's right. I'm not, I'm not buying things that are five figures. I wouldn't be able to go home. My wife would murder me. All right, listen, we're going to take a quick break. Mike Provenzal from Heritage Auctions in the house. Mike is going to stick with us right through the end of the show. Um, and uh, we're going to have some fun. We're going we're gonna to talk about a lot of different things today. We're going to talk about the hobby, talk about heritage, talk about some of the stuff that's really close to my heart, like fractional buying and, uh, <laughs> uh, and, and uh, whatever. I'll let you take the lead on that one. Sure. <laughs> Hang in there. We'll be right back. Since 1996, Brian Drent and the staff at Denver's Mile High Card Company have led the charge in the collectibles hobby. Mile High is a full-service dealer specializing in buying and selling cards and offers a competitive consignment program for all collectors. Whether it be their computerized want list service, appraisals, or auction services, Mile High has it all. If you've been searching for a company with a selection of high-grade vintage 1888 to 1970 baseball cards and memorabilia that shares your passion, aim high, Mile High. Go to milehighcardco.com 
or call 303-840-2784 for more information. Let's go! Hi everyone, this is Rico Petroselli. JustCollect.com, a leader in the vintage sports card industry, is giving free appraisals on your vintage cards. They'll evaluate your collection for free and let you know the value of it at no cost and no obligation. If you're ready to sell, JustCollect.com will offer you industry-leading prices to buy your card collection. To begin your free baseball card appraisal, visit JustCollect.com or call them at 732-828-2261. That's JustCollect.com for your free vintage card appraisals and top buy prices for your cards. Check out JustCollect.com today. Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auctions here to remind you that the renowned Memory Lane Collectibles Company has served as a beacon of light to the collecting community for the past several decades. Indeed, folks, it has been our utmost privilege and pleasure to provide the most enthusiastic collectors with an abundance of the finest sports cards and memorabilia for America's most coveted sports personalities via our world-class auctions. Whether you choose either a private sale transaction or the auction route, Memory Lane cordially invites you to reach out to us to maximize the value of your prized possessions. Also, it is not just sales that we pride ourselves on being the best of the rest, because if you are seeking a particular keepsake for your esteemed gathering, we will be relentless in our quest to find that special piece to fulfill your collecting dreams. So no time to wait. Reach out to us today for the purposes of capitalizing on our unparalleled marketing capabilities. Simply pick up the phone and dial 877-606-5263. That's 877-606-LANE or find us on the World Wide Web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Now is the time for your valued consignment to ultimately become another one of Memory Lane's record-setting prices. How would you like to own the bat that was used by your favorite player when he hit that towering home run or game-winning base hit? Now look no further than JT Sports, specializing in the sale and authentication of professional game-used bats. As the official authenticators of professional model game-used bats for PSA DNA, JT Sports will guarantee the authenticity of any bat purchased from them. JT Sports also buys and sells game-worn uniforms, gloves, and baseball equipment. The unique quality of the collectible is what JT Sports is all about. Give them a call at 609-487-8003 or check them out at GameUseBats.com. With record-breaking sales from everything from the white border T206 Hollandus Wagner for $3.12 million to some great items that support the Jackie Robinson Foundation, Golden Auctions has set the highest standards for the finest in sports cards, autographs, and game-used memorabilia. We're always accepting consignments of high-end premium sports treasures or entire collections. Please register for our next auction and bid now at goldenauctions.com. That's golden with an I. We at Golden Auctions are committed to providing Providing unsurpassed customer service for the discriminating collector. That's exactly why we're the leader in the industry. Visit goldenauctions.com or call 856-767-8550. Remember, Golden Auctions. We don't just break records, we shatter them. Zap, are you there? I am. We're back, you know. 
Yeah. Oh, hi. really? Was, well, it would, it would have been nice if I heard some, I heard some music. I mean, it was there. Everyone else heard it but you. Yeah, actually, you know something? Were you taking I, calls on the condo? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. no, I did not hear one iota of music coming back in. Did you hear any of the commercials? <clears throat> I, I, honestly, did you see I the big heard, wide shot come up with all of us on camera? I, I heard... <laughs> Boy, things get loose when you're in Florida, man. I'll tell you. On the commercials, I heard the narrative, but not the music. Ah. Well. Could be an inner ear issue. Well, could be an inner ear issue. Hey, JM, JM, do you have a little fuzz going there? Yeah, I do a little bit. Yeah. No, I think for the winter. You, it, it, let me see. Hold on. Oh, we can't get a close-up. We, we don't want a close-up. <laughs> you look like, you know who you, I just noticed, you know who you look like? Ivan Tom Selleck? Ivan Koloff. Ivan Koloff, the Russian bear? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Pretty nice. Pretty I nice. like that. I like that. All right, so we're chatting with Mike Provenzal from uh, Heritage Auctions. Uh, so, Chrissy, next time we uh, coming out of the break, just hum for me again, please. <laughs> Got it. I'm not sure how I'm going to hum the eBay theme, but I'll make it work. Oh, that's right. Hearing that as yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, so, listen, you guys have a run on 52 mantles. I mean, it's like how many how many mantles how many fifty twos in this auction? Uh, there is five in this auction, all different grades. Uh, the signed one we mentioned is an SGC eight at the top, um, but we also have uh, some of the lower grades. If those are people who are trying to get in, obviously with the twelve point six million dollars sale this summer, that boosted one of the already most iconic cards in the industry. So everybody wants to get their hands on one. And there's a lot of people who have been holding on to them who think it's time to sell. Um, pretty cool. We posted this week on our social that we got a raw 52 tops mantle. Wow. That is just a beautiful example. Um, it's out for grading right now, but incredible when you think that there's still high quality raw examples of these iconic cards out there. That's what makes it fun to come to work every day. What do you think it's going to grade out at Mike? Uh, that's a question for Mr. Derek Grady. Uh, not many people know this, but he was the former head grader at oh. SGC. Oh no. Uh, everybody he, knows it. Cause he talks about it all the time. Closely guarded, <laughs> closely guarded secret. Uh, but it's definitely going to be a, uh, you know, six figure card for sure on the high, maybe even higher. Oh, maybe uh, so I can trade it. Will he trade the? Will you guys trade the condo even up to the car? <laughs> we we do have a real estate department that does real estate auctions, so uh, we could definitely have them come in and take a hey, look. Hey, Trev, you know what we should do? We should auction off Zap's condo. And there just see what happens, you know? I'm happy to do it. You know, we do a lot of real estate that's tied to... Uh, All right, can we move on, guys? <laughs> but we make an exception. You guys are beating this like a dead horse. <laughs> it's free advertising for your sale. God, help me. Go ahead. You had a question, J.M. I was going to say, I've noticed kind of an uptick in interest, popularity, and I could be wrong, in players like Sandy Koufax, Roberto Clemente. You have both of those guys in your, in your auction, among others. So talk about them a little bit, but also, Prov, are you noticing a trend maybe toward players or types of cards, years, vintage, you know, something you see maybe carrying into as we're now in 2023? We do see a lot of people, you know, those, those top tier names yep. that everybody knows. Uh, 
you know, and those other guys that are kind of just below that, your Clementes, Koufax, like you said, uh, bench people like that, mm-hmm. that are incredibly popular players, legendary players as well. Uh, I think a lot of people who come in say, well, I can't afford a Ruth card. I can't afford a mantle uh, or a Cobb, but these guys still have affordable price points. Uh, and, you know, those are favorite players of a lot of people or their parents' favorite players is right. somebody their dad talked about <clears throat> seeing right. and that they never got to see. So I think with so many people coming in, that's a great way to spread out the money. You don't want everybody going after the same cards, the same issues, um, even though they're getting tremendous results. There's so much out there. You know, we've seen a lot of great prices recently for non-rookie entries as well. Uh, we have a 68 tops Clemente and a 10 in this auction that's doing incredibly well. So I think a lot of people, like we talked about earlier, just saying, yeah, I know everybody talks about the rookie cards, but I like, I like how this one looks. So I don't care what people said five years ago about what it's worth. This is the one that I want. Uh, and that's really exciting. We definitely get a lot more inquiries in the last couple of years for those, you know, not lower tier, but not those, Mount Rushmore names and for those non-rookie entries we're seeing a lot of great results from those cards um it's a great 68 tops Namath that we have yeah, right now yeah. which uh you have you, know, a, you have a, another a guy better that, image than yeah, a rookie card another guy person. pops into my mind when you talk about legendary players who you know I just don't hear a lot about in terms of the the hobby you have a 53 tops Yogi Berra and there's a guy that, you know, in terms of winning championships and his impact on the game and the Yankees' uh, history and lore, um, talk about that card and, and maybe Yogi in the hobby. Beautiful example. Uh, great point. You know, Yogi is one of the greatest winners, yeah. one of the most accomplished people, and one of the greatest characters that sports has ever had, which I think adds a lot. You know, if you just are stepping into the hobby and you Google Yogi Berra, you're not getting his cards first. You're getting his quotes <laughs> right. Um, right off the bat. Yeah. Um, you know, he has a great museum devoted to him, which I would recommend everyone visit. Uh, some great pieces in there. But him, uh, Campy as well as someone who's seen yep. great strides. Yep. You know, you could almost say his cards were a total afterthought. But three-time MVP, one of the greatest players, played on those legendary Dodgers teams. Yep. You know, these are people that have been kind of, underrepresented as far as results and now we're seeing some some of their great material coming out first of all uh which is most important and then uh a lot of interest so then they garner good prices and that just starts the ball that people say well now it's time to sell campy or bench or some of these players yaz is another one that's uh, been moving up as well um it's really interesting time you know every auction there's some very surprising results from guys like that. You know, you expect the results from the top tier names, the mantles, the Garrigs, uh, people like that. But, you know, you see some of these other guys that, you know, maybe 10 years ago, we weren't even talking about their cards or items of theirs. Uh, same for the memorabilia. Uh, game used bats have been doing great in the last six months, six to eight months. And a lot of that is players from 60s and 70s that, uh, you know, 20 years ago, people might not have been putting a lot of money into. That 70s era is doing very well. And that can just be a timing that, you know, people who were kids or teenagers are 
in during that era are now in their 50s and 60s. They have a little more disposable income, uh, maybe are looking to diversify how they invest. They say, well, Wall Street uh, you know, burn me, or I don't have the kind of flair that Tom has to get into real estate. So, uh, I'm going to get into, uh, sports collecting and, uh, you know, people always start with collecting people. They watch people they loved. You know, if you were watching baseball in the seventies, you know, you may not care about Stan Musial or people like that. You care about, uh, the Winfields, the Bretts, the Schmitz and, uh, people like that are seeing great results right yeah. now. Well, yeah, but probe just to stay on that point for a moment. So, isn't isn't it all about the timeline? In other words, as people get as collectors get older, those cards become more and more vintage. So, I mean, using a George that's a good Brett, point. That's a good point. Y- using a Brett or a, or a, or a Raleigh Fingers, for instance, Al Kaline, uh, Rod Carew, as let's let's uh, fast forward 15 years from now don't those cars become more valuable just because of the timeline of history that uh, line of what's vintage is always moving of course as uh, all of all three of us know time moves only forward uh you know like our interns here that are in their 20s you talk to them about George Brett, they say that's vintage. You know, they're looping, right, yeah. grouping him in with Ty Cobb. <laughs> right, right. Might right, as well be right. the same thing. Um, you know, this auction, we divided the sessions. First session is vintage, and then the next day is modern. And we do a lot of talk about where that line should be, um, you know, as far as where it is. And uh, you're right. You know, as we get older, and the, you know, the demographic in our industry is getting younger, which is great. If you're going to shows and going to shops like Paul's, you're going to see teenagers in there and 20 somethings, which uh, is fresh and new. Uh, you know, we knew 15 years ago, we were all talking about how we're going to get the kids back in here. Uh, well, the pandemic did it. So right. essentially all those kids jump back in and yeah, the people we watched when we were kids, these new people, those are vintage to them. There is no doubt. Uh, you know, they're not looking at uh, Mike Schmidt and saying, wow, a mo- modern icon. You know? Exactly. Prov, is, that, so- is that one of the, I was going to ask you, what are the biggest changes you've seen since you've been in the business or even over the last three to four or five years? I know the pandemic factors into that big time, but is that one of them that, you know, the younger collectors, you know, the, the um, what, what Zap, you know, can't stand when the people are throwing five, six figures at, you know, current ball players who really haven't proven themselves long haul. And by Is that the way, what you see as a change? Hold on. Go ahead, just Zach. A, yeah. a, just a quick example. I just read an article. I don't know where the hell. It may have been Sports Collectors Daily. A Mac Jones, someone sold, bought, paid 3500 for a Mac Jones a year ago. I mean, right? Sold it for 350 bucks. <laughs> needed the money yeah smart to smart to cut your losses i guess i mean right? I, I might have held on to that one a little longer just right. to I, right. evidently the person needed the money that kind of investment i mean it's but, you know one thing that's definitely changed is there is an element of gambling and speculation that's part of the industry now you know if you are putting a lot of money into people that are just starting their careers I hope you know that that's not guaranteed. Right. You know, these names that we're talking about, Cy Young, Ty Cobb, you know, 
their careers are established. They're not going to have any scandals. They're not going to get canceled. You know, they, those are safe investments. That's right. If you're talking about this crop of quarterbacks, which there's a ton of potential, uh, so there's good potential. But, you know, a lot of money's been put into Justin Herbert, who's a player I love to watch play. Yep. Um, but, you know, if he never wins a Super Bowl and never wins an MVP, what are those things going to be worth down the road? Now, he could win a Super Bowl this year. You know, right, sure. who knows? I feel like it's kind of wide open. There's a lot of talent out there. Sure. But that's something that's changed. You know, when we were kids, people weren't didn't really have that aspect of I'm going to throw down crazy money and hope I'm hitting a home run with, uh, you know, extending myself, maybe paying a few thousand dollars for something I'm hoping is going to be worth 10 times as much two years down the road. That's a different aspect to the industry. And, you know, people who want to collect like that or invest like that, God love them. That's, you know, a new way to do it. And uh, I all for it if that's how they want to do it. Uh, it's not the safest way, but not everybody wants to live safely. I mean, if you go to Vegas, those people are making safe investments that are sitting <laughs> at those tables. Good point. Uh, they're doing it because it's fun and exciting. And, you right. know, gambling has become so much more closely tied with sports now. I mean, you're going to have sports books in stadiums. Yeah. Uh, you know, I talk, it's funny, you know, Al Michaels used to use these subtle references about the line when he's calling games, you know, at the end of a game that's out of reach and, you know, the team that's down needs to score to cover. He'd have some, you know, little, Oh, there's a certain <laughs> demographic that's hoping that they score this meaningless touchdown, but now they come right out and say it, that they're on know, the they screen. The odds are, the odds are on the screen now, right. When you're watching the game. Th yeah. That's incredible. So, yeah. You know, that, that mindset of uh, the, gambling let's hit a home run let's you know get a huge windfall is definitely a much bigger player you know i don't think it's dominating the industry or that it ever will but it's bigger than it's ever been before i think fantasy is also factoring into that fantasy sports is also factoring Absolutely. into the interest that collectors have in a particular player and fantasy is just really a form of gambling anyway when you think about yeah. it so okay. yeah all right we're chatting with the, yep we're chatting with mike provenzal from heritage auctions we're going to take a quick break when we come back I want to talk about Mike's going to become a prognosticator. <laughs> and he's going to tell us what's hot and what's not. He's a prov he's a prognosticator. Prognosticator. Hang in there, we'll be right back. This is Brian Drent, president of Mile High Card Company. Is your sports card and memorabilia collection properly insured? For easily replaced personal property, homeowners insurance is all most people need. But for prized possessions that you may have spent a lifetime collecting, it doesn't go nearly far enough. Collectibles Insurance Services has been insuring for over 50 years. They offer a full range of protection and a $0 deductible at an affordable rate with no appraisals required. I know because they insure my collection. If you have a minute, go to collectinsure.com and learn more about insuring your personal card or memorabilia collection. Pristine Auction is a family-owned and operated online auction specializing in autographed memorabilia, sports cards, coins, art, and collectibles. Since their founding in 2010, they've grown to two facilities in Phoenix, Arizona, totaling over 60,000 square feet. Jared Cavalli and an incredible staff of over 150 team members serve a very large customer base and enjoy every minute of it. By working with leading authentication companies, Pristine ensures all items are 100% authentic. In addition, third-party authenticators regularly travel to Pristine Auction to provide authentication services on-site. 
Pristine Auction strives to operate its business in a way that's honoring to God, their families, and their customers. With a strong focus on speed, quality, and premier customer service, their mission is to be the leading online auction for every level of collector and fan. Pristine also works for Hope Sports and Identity Hoops International, traveling to Mexico to build houses for the less fortunate. Pristine Auction offers several online auction formats with thousands of auctions ending each day. For more information, go to pristineauction.com. That's Pristine Auction, the best in the business. If you're a discerning collector interested in owning the most important pieces in the hobby, look no further than Leland's Auctions. The original sports auction and appraisal house, Leland's was established in 1985 by legendary pioneer founder Joshua Leland Evans. And today, President Mike Hefner carries on the tradition. From the Tom Brady card and memorabilia collection, to the famed Boston Garden auction, to high-end card auctions from every major sport. Leland's has always maintained the highest standards. Go to Leland's.com and get your bid in. That's Leland's, the hobby's leading sports auction house for four decades. It's often been said that championships are won on the practice field, and world records come only to those willing to work harder than everybody else. Heritage Auctions is the world's largest collectibles auctioneer, because we believe that becoming the best is only an invitation to the challenge of remaining the best. This requires the skills of the hobby's top experts, capable of identifying and maximizing value for our consigners. It requires the most visited website in the industry, courting a global audience of collectors over a million and a half strong. It requires a dedicated press department that expands our global reach far beyond the entrenched hobby marketplace. It's hard work, but a simple premise. Present the finest collectibles to the largest population of potential buyers, and world records will come. We invite all listeners to put the unmatched power of Heritage Auctions to work for you. Auction evaluations are always free, and our commission-based fee structure ensures that our interests are always aligned. The highest possible price for your collectibles. There will always be new world records to chase, so let's chase them together. Visit our website at ha.com and request your no-obligation review today. Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auctions, here to remind you that the renowned Memory Lane Collectibles Company has served as a beacon of light to the collecting community for the past several decades. Indeed, folks, it has been our utmost privilege and pleasure to provide the most enthusiastic collectors with an abundance of the finest sports cards and memorabilia for America's most coveted sports personalities via our world-class auctions. Whether you choose either a private sale transaction or the auction route, Memory Lane cordially invites you to reach out to us to maximize the value of your prized possessions. Also, it is not just sales that we pride ourselves on being the best of the rest, because if you are seeking a particular keepsake for your esteemed gathering, we will be relentless in our quest to find that special piece to fulfill your collecting dreams. So no time to wait. Reach out to us today for the purposes of capitalizing on our unparalleled marketing capabilities. Simply pick up the phone and dial 877-606-5263. That's 877-606-LANE or find us on the World Wide Web at www.memorylaneinc.com. 
Now is the time for your valued consignment to ultimately become another one of Memory Lane's record-setting prices. They are prized possessions, and you need a place to store them that is safe and secure. The eBay Vault is exactly that, an insured, climate-controlled facility with state-of-the-art security that guards your valuable collection around the clock. Your Vault account is protected by two-step verification and easily accessible through eBay Collection. And everything stored in the eBay Vault is backed by Authenticity Guarantee. Buying and selling is a seamless experience. When you buy an eligible card on eBay, it can be sent directly to the eBay Vault at checkout. Or, if it's already in the eBay Vault, you can just keep it there. And selling from the eBay Vault is just as easy. Every card in the Vault has been expertly inspected, detailed, and photographed, so you can quickly sell it with a pre-populated listing. And if your buyer chooses to withdraw their card from the eBay Vault, we handle packing, shipping, and insurance. And same goes for you. If you want that rare rookie card in your hands, you can have it shipped to you at any time. Collect like a pro with the eBay Vault. eBay, 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 buy your things on eBay. (laughs) That's not bad. That's not bad. There's potential there. JM, did you know that the eBay vault is climate controlled, insured, and protected with 24-hour security? Soon you'll be able to send cards already in your collection directly to the eBay vault. They will take high-quality photos of the front and back of the card and document all the details for your viewing pleasure and to make the listing to sell process seamless. For more information, go to eBay, connecting buyers and sellers globally. We are chatting with Mike Provenzal from. Hey, you know what, Zap? I've decided that I I want, I think I'd like to have Mike Provenzal narrate my life. I know, Mike. And when those parts are set to music, I'd like Chrissy to sing my life. Mike, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you what, man. You you could have a, an entire new career doing uh, what do they call those things at funerals? Eulogies. <laughs> eulogies. You could be a great eulogy guy. Um, that seems like kind of a problem. If you want, listen. Living, I um. I'll write them. Well. I'll write them, and you can read them, brother. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I prov. Uh, we need to know what's hot, what's not, what's 2023 looking like yeah. in your in your in your humble opinion. I think for this year, the number one thing I'd say, you know, we've seen great strides the last year in game worn and game used material. And I think that is going to continue. And, you know, of course, for the big names, but we've seen great numbers for, you know, people that aren't those top tier Hall of Famers and even on some people that you know, are on the edge, the Hall of Famers. Uh, I think people are really starting this whole boom. People really got into cards. That's the easier thing to understand. You know, even if you're a complete layman, there's a lot of information out there. It's all in your pocket at this point. Uh, And the memorabilia can be a little bit more difficult. It takes a little more expertise, a little more experience, a little more knowledge, but I think a lot of those people who have been the influx coming into the industry, now they've got their feet underneath them. They've seen a few auction cycles and memorabilia has really been heating up in the last six or seven months. And I would put a premium on those things that were in the arena on the players and in their hands. Um, we've got a great selection of stuff coming up and I think that's going to be a hot point for the industry. All right. So now, now I'm going to hold your feet to the fire. <laughs> Five cards to keep an eye on. Ooh, five cards. Five cards to keep an eye on in 2023. 
All right, I'll give you number one. This is the the high end one, yeah. you know, that only a handful of people. The Babe Ruth rookie. Um, that's something that you know it, it has always gotten great okay. results. Um, but when you look at what ha- what's happened with uh, the fifty two tops mantle, the Wagner, those top level ones, Babe Ruth's nineteen sixteen rookie card has, in comparison, been undervalued. Good, and good, I think good to know. I think you're going to see some quality examples come out this year. And I think those are going to be some headline setting results. Um, so, yeah, if I, once you sell that condo, Tom, maybe looking to get one of those sporting. <laughs> All right, enough already. <laughs> anything, else, anything else off the top of your head? Two uh, non-52 tops <clears throat> mantles. Uh, you know, the, a lot of people have been priced out on that. Everybody wants one, of course but the prices are astronomical and mantle has some great other entries. Um, you know, I'm going to include the 51 Bowman with the 52 tops, you know, those prices are astronomical, but you know, his 53 his 54, his 56, 68, uh, you know, I think those are going to see a big jump. A lot of people good, good want to know, Michael, that's you're making me, you're, making, mantle, <laughs> and you're putting a smile on my face, brother. Do it. Um, so, um, this is kind of a, you know, a vague one, but 70s rookies. Um, Interesting. You know, first three I hit here are baseball, so we'll uh, we'll stick with that. But uh, 70s, like we talked about, those yeah. are turning into uh, the demographic there is looking for them. So, so Prav, uh, let me stop you there. What about those 70s rookie cards where you had four rookies, you know, around 76, 77? I mean, is that is that a rookie card, or are you talking about their first solo card? Uh, both. Okay. You know, I think – like we talked about so many people coming in and, you know, kind of bucking the norms of what we've all thought for decades. There's going to be some people who say, Hey, those rookie stars, that's the rookie card. That's the one I remember collecting. That's yep. the one I'm going to put money into. And then there's going to be the people, the hardliners who have always, uh, you know, known what they want and the industry norms. So I think that's a great spot right now at the beginning of the year to invest in. And at the end of the year, we're going to see some amazing results for those. Uh, Ozzie Smith, I'll throw that one out. We've seen some nice prices for him. I think he's somebody that uh, is heating up, but uh, you know, Schmidt and yeah, Brad are no, always those, are, those, are, those yeah. are very good recommendations. Right. Very good recommendations. Right. We talked uh, a little bit about... Um, wait, wait, let him oh, finish. He's not done? All right. <laughs> I thought, you know, I'm in your uh, chair, so naturally I'm interrupting. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, so uh, vintage football rookies, there's a lot of them that I feel are lagging behind. Uh, we've got a beautiful Gale Sayers rookie oh. in this auction that I'm really interested to see what it does. It's nice. in a... A nine, there's only one higher. Uh, so those those 50s and 60s football rookies that, you know, have done well but haven't really popped or exploded. Uh, the NFL is so hot, um, you know, and I think that keeps with people looking back when they jump in, they collect the modern guys, and then that kind of opens the door to them going back through history a little bit. So I think that's an area that's kind of during this boom has underdeveloped. And, you know, people are always looking for what's next, what hasn't hit yet, where can I get in on the ground floor? I like that aspect of it. Um, and good, then, good uh, stuff, man. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah. That was pretty good uh, on the hot seat, though. You came up with some good <laughs> ones there. Um, I want to ask you, since we are, when we're taping the show, when people are listening to it, we're just about to start 
the NFL playoffs. <clears throat> I want to talk to two talk about two guys. We talked about maybe people who invested in Martin players and they didn't pan out. Uh, here are two guys that if you invested in them in 2017 or 18, you're probably feeling pretty good, and that's Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. Um, can you just talk about them, where they are in the hobby? What do you see for them moving forward? I think they're on a collision course for the AFC championship game. That's not really a hot opinion as uh, the, the top two seeds, but those are guys that, uh, you know, when they came into the league, weren't the sure shot. No, they were not. You're right. Picks. Yep. You're right. Um, so people that invested <laughs> in them uh, and I'm in Texas, I know a lot of Texas tech alums, right. And they were very high on him. Um, so people who invested in him, they're doing very well. And Alan Josh was a Allen, project. He was a project when he came out of Wyoming. Exactly. Yeah. Small school guy yep. going to a small market team. Uh, although they have a very devoted base. I don't think anyone would say that bills are, have a nice niche in the industry <laughs> until him. Right. Uh, a lot of money's been put in there, but you know, Mahomes, he's got the MVP. He's got the Super Bowl. He's got the Super Bowl MVP. Josh Allen doesn't have any of that right. yet. But he definitely has the potential. Um, you know, I think the Bills are going to be a sentimental favorite after uh, sure. Mar Hamlin with a lot of people this year. Yep. And I think a lot of people love that fan base, um, you know, and think they deserve a Super Bowl. So I think. I, and I, of- I kind of agree with that. I kind of agree yeah. with that. Yep. Yeah. Um, hey, uh, not to cut you short, but uh, JM, why don't you talk? We need to talk about our friend Tom Ruggi and the staff at Destiny Wealth Management. Well, Zap, you're right. I want to talk about our friend Tom Ruggi, the Good staff guy. at Destiny. Good guy. Great guy. Been on the show. Smartest guy in the room, usually. If you're a card or memorabilia collector, <clears throat> have you ever thought about how to manage your collection long term? I certainly have. I look at my personal collection and through the advice and expertise of Tom Ruggi, have learned that you need a professional to help categorize, evaluate, and and eventually put a liquidation plan together with dealers or auctioneers if you or your family decides to sell your collection. Most importantly, you need to be aware of the tax ramifications when you liquidate. Now, although Does he Zap- handle condos? <laughs> now, while Zap and-, Zap and Rico have begged me to let them give me advice... I'm smarter than that. So I'm going to Tom Ruggi and the Wealth Management Group. And don't forget, Ruggi Wealth Management will also handle all of your investment needs. That's Ruggi Wealth Management, the go-to company to manage your collectible decisions. Thank you, JM. All right, so listen, we got a few minutes left, like two minutes left. Uh, Michael, website address, when does the auction end? When does it start? All of that good stuff. HA.com. We have our card auction is open this month. It closes on the 26th of January. And then right after that, we'll have our February platinum auction opening. And there are some incredible one of a kind items in there that we're very excited to unleash on the hobby. And of course, we always do free appraisals. So if you find something, if you've been holding on to something and you're just wondering what it's worth, uh, reach out to us. We'd love to talk to you about it, especially Derek and Tony. Those guys will talk for hours. Hey, uh, Pro, we have, a, we have a few minutes, and I want you to talk a little bit about kind of playing off what you just said, because a lot of people might be watching us or listening to us for the first time and say, you know what? Some of the things I've heard today, I, I have some of those cards, maybe from the 70s or 80s, or I have some of those 60s cards, whatever. They're just sitting there. Um, can you just walk us through a little bit, you know, in the time we have left, about three, two, three minutes left, you know, the process, you know, who do they call? What's the consigning process like? What are the options for your clients? So 
you know, we have a huge, incredible staff of over 20 experts here. Uh, whatever you have, we have a nerd who's an expert in it. Uh, <laughs> no matter how obscure or how modern or uh, how strange. So we take hundreds upon hundreds of inquiries all day, all types of material, all eras. We let people know what we think it's worth. Our most important thing to us is that they can make an educated decision. You know, if they want to sell it, we're the best place to sell it. If they want to sit on it and insure it or uh, put it in their will to somebody, happy to let them know what it's worth because uh, that knowledge can be so important. We run into a lot of people who are serious collectors. They're a little later in life and they say their kids don't care about it. Well, you don't want those kids to inherit it and, uh, you know, put your collection away for pennies on the dollar. Um, yeah. So, you know, we're happy to tell people what they're worth, whatever they what their materials worth, whatever they want to do with it. And consigning is easy. Um, once we agree on a value, we email you some documents, you send us the material. It's all covered on our insurance. And then we put a lot of effort into making sure everything is sold right. Uh, you know, we don't just throw things in auction and see how they do. We evaluate what we already have in there. You know, with, when you go with an auction house, our interests are aligned. Our cut is based on what the material does. So we want it to do as well as possible. And, you know, Heritage has been in business since 1976. Our greatest asset is our name. And we're not going to forsake that for any one deal or one item. Uh, I handle our social media and I give very honest evaluations. I don't tell people what they want to hear. And I get called an idiot all the time. (laughs) Um, You know, I I call it brutal honesty, but that's what you're going to get from us. Uh, we're going to tell you what it is and what it's worth, not what you want to hear. So it's the best place to find out what you've got. And then you can make an educated decision on what you want to do with it. All right, Michael, we love having you on the show. You know, you mean a lot to us. You always add insight. Yep. Uh, we always get emails, uh, you know, <laughs> follow up emails, man. Great show. He knows what he's talking about. I appreciate uh, that. I yeah. love being on the show. It's one of my favorite to listen to and watch. Good. Uh, when Derek's on, I just listen. Um, <laughs> but uh, a pleasure and great to see you guys so early in the new year. All right, Michael, take care. Say hi to Joe and Derek and yep. Chris and the rest of the gang. Uh, I guess we're out of time, JM. Yeah, brother. First uh, first show I've been on in 2023, so that's great. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go sell a condo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen, uh, have a great week, Chrissy. Thank you. And uh, David, uh, thank you uh, to our viewers and listeners. We love you guys. Thanks for all the support. We're hoping 2023 is going to be a banny year. And yep. with that being said, happy collecting. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.